Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Okay, tonight I'm going to take a few minutes and I am going to share some uh, scripture with you that the Lord laid on my heart. And if you'll turn to Matthew 9, and I want to talk to you about harvest hands. Matthew 9, I'm going to start with verse number 35 and go through verse 38. And Jesus went about the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And listen to this, as he went and he preached and he taught, there was healing of every sickness and every disease among the people. And if, if you read the Bible, one of the things that struck me the first time I read the Bible through was how that when Jesus ministered to people and he would go in and he would take the gospel, he would heal the sick and he would cast out devils. That was a part of what he did. So if he did that, you know, the works that Jesus did, shall we do and greater works? Isn't that what he says? We'll do greater works. And so we have an opportunity. Well, I want to do the greater works. Wonderful. Do the greater works. But it didn't say that you, it said you'd do the works that he did too. So I've heard people say that because they think that is salvation. But I have found that Jesus would go into a place and he would bring healing and deliverance to the people and they would really be open to what he had to say. And so it's the same way today. People will be open when they see these miracle signs and wonders. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. People need leadership, don't they? They do. You know, God has made us that way, and he's raised up leaders in the body of Christ. And we need leadership, or we're just like those sheep that, you know, go wandering everywhere. And the leadership is able to pull together and guide and direct and help and impart and um, just give what the Lord would have them to give. Now, so we see here that he taught and that he preached and that he healed. And he, it says he was moved with compassion. Now, there's one thing that the body of Christ needs today, and it is compassion. And, you know, I don't know about you, but you see so many people and there's such great needs in our day. Isn't that true? And then you see so many people who take advantage of the goodness of God's people or anyone who is just kind. And they take advantage. They don't really need, they don't, re it's not really the way they're um, presenting them, you know, that there is a need or whatever. And because of that, it can make the child of God skeptical. But Jesus was moved when there was real need by compassion. It, it you know, you don't need to be someone who is taken advantage of because we're not sharp spiritually. You know what I'm saying? 
You need to get to where the needs are. You need to get to where they are. And you need to help the people that need it. Well, Jesus saw those people that day and he was moved with compassion. If we're Christ-like, we're going to be moved with compassion for people. Not hard-hearted, not calloused. Well, they got themselves into that. Well, that's probably true. But how many things have we gotten ourselves into? You understand? So again, we're, we're wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We're not gullible, but we're compassionate. Amen. And he said he was moved with compassion. And really the root word of uh, compassion is what? Passion. And if you think about that, Jesus had a passion for those people and helping those people and seeing their, you know, seeing to it that their needs were met and doing what he could to minister to them. And if we're going to be people Christ-like, then we need to have that compassion. And when you have compassion for people, it will lead you, it will motivate you to do something, not just see it but it will motivate you to do something. One of the things that will motivate you to do is pray. And that is for sure. And then it said, Then said he unto his disciples, Now listen to this, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And Jesus is saying, as I look out and I see all the needs and so many people hurting, but the problem is there's not enough people to do anything about it and to minister to them. Now, and I've learned this, <clears throat> you see and you can be overwhelmed with the needs. There can be so much that needs to be done. And so what you do is you stand back and you say, well, I can't do anything about it. You know, I can pray, so I'll pray, but then never take any steps to do anything. Well, see, I don't believe that. I'm a doer. I'm not, I, I can talk, but when it comes time for the talking to be finished, let's get down to business. And see, I think that's what God wants us to do in the kingdom. If you live in a neighborhood and you know that someone has, get down to business, pray about it, and then see what you can do. If you're on the job and there's somebody there that's hurting, do something about it. If somebody does not know the Lord and they're struggling and, and life for them is difficult, you have an answer. His name is Jesus. He lives on the inside of you. He's given you power to be a witness. Power! Miraculous ability to be a witness. That's when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what happens. And so we can take that compassion that we have. We can pray a prayer for God to lead us, help us with the timing, because those laborers are out there and they are uh, many. Our harvest, it, there's many in the harvest field, but the laborers, there's only a few. There's only a few. 
there could be a lot more, but I think, you know, we get consumed in life. We get caught up in our own life. Do we have to take care of ourselves, our lives, our families, our jobs? You know, we have to take care of those things, yes. But that doesn't mean that there's no room for compassion and ministering to other people. You remember last... Um, Wednesday night, we prayed a prayer, and we asked God to give us opportunities to minister to people. You remember that? I went into a, a business, and I had business to take care of there. And while I was there, uh, somebody started sharing with me just the difficulty that they were going through, a family member and a lot of sickness and that kind of thing. And I could tell it was heavy on them, and they were troubled. And so when I finished up what I was doing, I knew this was God's opportunity that I prayed about normally in that business setting because I, I go to that place you know, uh, probably once a month, once every six weeks or something like that. And so, you know, when you go in that, you into a, a business situation like that, sometimes you can have a tendency to say, well, I've just got to take care of my business and then I'm going. You know what I'm saying? You just get focused. But I knew this was God giving me the opportunity that we prayed about last week and I, I asked the person before I left, I said, can I pray for you? I said, I want, I want to pray for you. I want to ask God to do something to help you and your family member. And she, oh, yes, yes, please do, please do. And so I ended up praying with them, and I asked God to bring peace. I asked God to bring a settling down into her home and into her family because it, it, it's very difficult. And what she's looking at in the future is very difficult. But see, when compassion, when the compassion of God comes into a place, we can make a difference. And I guarantee you that Jesus brought hope to her that day. And see, God wants to use us in that way. There are people that need the Lord. And, you know, God wants to use us to share and be the harvest hands that I'm talking about here tonight. He wants us to be the harvest hands. How many of you, don't lift your hand, I just want you in, inside yourself to answer this. How many of you have led someone to the Lord? It's life-changing. But you see, there's many out there in the harvest field, but there's only a few that will go out there and reap the harvest, be a laborer in the field. God wants us to be harvest hands in this world. I can tell you, many years ago, I had never led anyone to the Lord, and so I decided I'm going to be brave. I'm going to go out and I'm going to share my faith. And so I would go out. I went downtown. And this was the time when there was a lot. Of course, now that's coming back again. But, you know, for a while it was dead. But at this particular time, there were people downtown. And so I would go down there and I would share my faith with people. I went on the UT campus. And boy, you've got some smug ones over there. But then in the middle of all of that, you had people with open hearts who were ready to receive the Lord. And I led them to the Lord. And I can remember there was one time I was in 
Tampa, Florida, and I'd gone down there for a conference, and we had passed a, an area and a place, and in that area, it was just down and outers. You know what I'm talking about? And it was like, everybody just do this when you go by. And so we determined that we were going to go, it was a group of us, and we determined that we were going to go into this particular place. And I'm not advocating doing things and put yourself in dangerous positions. I'm, I'm not talking about that. And there was a group of us. I would never go out by myself like that. You need to go two by two like the Bible tells you, but there were a lot more than two of us. There was a group of us. And so um, we went out and we were sharing our faith. And um, all of a sudden, I came across the path of this young woman. Um, and uh, and uh, as I was talking to her, you know, it came out where I was from. She was from Knoxville. And she was in Tampa, Florida. And she was really down and out. And had been drinking, and I led her to the Lord. I led her to the Lord right there. And then I met another man, uh, and I was able to minister. He was telling me about his family, and I was able to minister and pray for his family. And it was like divine connection. You know what I mean? And when I, when I over all these years now, I never forget those times. And so it always makes me want to keep sharing my faith because I know they're hungry people. And you hear all the time, people are not open. They want, don't want to hear it. Well, that's not what I found. Now, I've had people reject me. I've had people uh, to be nasty to me and be ugly to me. I have. So I'm not going to tell you that that hasn't happened. But you know what I do? I just turn from them. Okay, I'll see you later. And I go to somebody else. I can remember that Eddie and I were over on UT campus together, and a lot of times um, we weren't together. You know, he, he would go out one way, I'd go another, and we'd always have somebody with us. But that day we were together, and he started sharing Jesus with somebody. And I mean, they were so full of the devil. They started walking. We, we just turned away and walked off because we saw they were just obstinate, you know, and just mean and nasty and full of the devil, really. And so we just turned around and we're walking down the street and that person is walking, you know, behind us and they're saying all kinds of ugly, dirty words, whatever, you know, can come out of their mouth. And they're, they're just walking down the street and Eddie just turned around and he said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Come out. That got blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And he went the other way and he stopped. So you have times like that, but you also have lots of times where people are so ready to receive the Lord. I remember when, when I found that out because people, it's so hard to lead someone to the Lord. And, and it wasn't hard. Everyone you would share, I mean, it was, you couldn't share fast enough that people were wanting to receive the Lord. And I can remember being in Panama City. I'm talking about in this uh, country of Panama, not, you know, Florida. But we're over there, and honest to goodness, 
we were in the it was we were in a, an area of the city that was very dilapidated you could tell the uh, structures of the buildings were very beautiful had been at one time but it was falling apart it was in decay because there had been a lot of um, financial problems in that area and so we went in there and um, Eddie and I were together in this but you know, we, we're together, but we, he talks to somebody, I talk to somebody. Because I want to win people to the Lord, too. And so I can remember we're, we're there, but the only problem was we didn't have enough interpreters, and they sent only one interpreter with us. So he would lead somebody to the Lord, and I'd yank that uh, interpreter over there with me, then I'd lead somebody to the Lord, then he'd yank them back over there. I mean, it was unbelievable how many people we led to the Lord. It's, it's harvest hands that God wants us to have. And some of you, all of you that are here tonight, God wants to use you in that way. But there needs to be compassion in your heart. There needs to be the gospel burning in you. We need to talk more about Jesus, and we need to talk more about the cross, and we need to talk more about the blood of Jesus. We need to talk more about salvation and how Jesus comes to redeem man from death and destruction. We need to talk about it, and we need to go into the harvest field. There's so many people that are sick, and they need someone to pray for them. You know, you can't heal one person, and neither can I. Did you know that? Yeah, we're very aware of it. We can't heal anybody, but as we, we are carriers of the good news that said Jesus took stripes upon his back that people could be healed, and as we read, we see that when Jesus went about, he healed all that were oppressed of the enemy, and so we can do the same thing too. Amen? So God wants us to be people that share our faith, that share what we know about healing and deliverance and how God wants to heal the brokenhearted, not leave them where they are, broken and crushed by life circumstances. Amen? Now, listen what it says here in the Message Bible. It says, what a huge harvest, he said to his disciples. How few workers. On your knees and pray for harvest hands. I love that. And that's out of the Message Bible. So what we need to do, he, he told us here that there needs to be prayer going on. Pray that the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest field. And then we need to be willing to be harvest hands for the Lord. Now, I really feel like God wanted me to share this tonight with you because I feel like He, and, and you know, I seek the Lord before I share these things because I, I think He wants to stir us up. He wants to stir up Redemption Church. You're here tonight, and it doesn't matter if all the people that are in these areas are not here tonight. We're here tonight, and we can make a difference. And if you're dead and stale, you hear what I'm saying, but it really doesn't resonate with you, and it really doesn't mean anything, you need to have a good long talk with the Lord. 
because there's something needs to be in the children of God. You can't be lethargic, sleepy, spiritually sluggish. You got to be stirred up. And, you, and, and priorities in our life need to be priorities. You say, well, you know, I, I just stay at home and I work in the home. I take care of my kids. It doesn't matter. God will open the avenue to you to talk to somebody. You understand? But there needs to be an awareness of that. There needs to be an awareness of where you are and what's going on. If somebody rejects you, I've been rejected, but it doesn't matter. That doesn't stop me. But I'm telling you, once you lead someone to the Lord, that never leaves you. And there's something in you that keeps you Wanting to share your faith. Wanting to tell people about Jesus. Wanting to tell that He is the Savior. He'll deliver you from the powers of hell. He'll give you eternal life. He'll heal your body. He'll help you with your family. He'll, he'll touch you and raise you up in your brokenness. You see, we have good news to share with people. Good news. Not bad. Good news. Well, bless God, you're going to hell. No, that's not what I tell people. They know they're going to hell. I don't have to tell them. <laughs> I'll come up to somebody. Hi, how are you doing? Now I'm talking about cold turkey. Now, I've shared my faith and led people to the Lord that I know up close and per personal, but I've also shared my faith with people I don't have a clue who they are. Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Or, well, I've had a hard day. I got things going on, whatever. And then I'll just say, well, have you ever made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Have you ever been born again, as the Bible talks about? No. I don't know about that. Well, can I tell you about it? Can I take just a few minutes to share? And then I've got it in my Bible and I show it to them in my Bible. And I've got it marked, the Roman road. If you don't have that marked in your Bible, you need to have it marked. You just All you have to do is go to the first scripture, put in where you're going next in Romans at that scripture, and it just keeps, you know, keep it going like that. So you can share the Roman road that tells people from the scripture what they need to be born again. And I'm telling you, people are ready, they're hungry, and they're open. But there's got to be people that have harvest hands. And what did the scripture say? He said, I want you to go into the highways, into the hedges. I want you to go into the streets and the lanes because I prepared a dinner. I called the people in, but what did they do? They made one excuse and, well, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. I, I can't go to church. I, you know, I can't serve the Lord. I, you know, I've got a cow, I've got a wife and, you know, I've got this and I've got that. And, and all of us have those things that we have to take care of, but you can't make excuses. And you, I've seen women that, you know, really wanted children. They have children. And then the next thing you know, they're out of church. They don't real, they're not really committed to the Lord anymore. Well, you need to bring that child up in the house of the Lord. God gave them to you. Amen. 
Not teach them how to stay out of church. Teach them get in church. Have a life and have a community inside that church. Amen? You know, so don't use the things that God gives you as a way to stay out of involvement in the kingdom. But he said, because those people wouldn't come into his house, he was upset. He was angry about that. He said, okay, you get up. And you go into the highways and hedges. You go into where it's crowded and there's all kinds of people and all kinds of life that is going on. You go into the streets and the lanes, those places that are barricaded off, fenced off. You go in uh, to every place that you can because each one of us has a sphere of influence that is not the same. It can be in, in secluded places or it might be in, you know, the, uh, the big areas areas, the, the marketplace, if you will. But God can use us to make a difference. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.